Today on the Trap Life Podcast, we are doing something different today. We are actually doing an in-person interview. I haven't done one of these since, like, the first three or four episodes of Trap Life. So, we're going back to basics here, and I'm with someone that I've known for almost a decade now, (laughs) in and out. So, I'm very proud to be here with Natasha Elise Ellis of Be Nude Candles Company. So, we have a very exciting episode for you today, and let's just get to it. We're also going to be people watching while we're recording this episode. We just had brunch, (laughs) and uh, we're just chilling people watching hanging out people watching and interviewing and we're just gonna chop it up yes let's do it so natasha tasha my old friend how you been homie what's up i've been good you know i've been building a brand and raising two kids and you know trying to juggle managing every part of my business and being a good mom to my kids and being active and remote learning from school for them for him for one of them so but aside from that like we've been good covid has been a blessing for us actually you know what i know it's kind of polarizing i've heard a lot of businesses and actually a lot of black businesses have soared during covid it's either you've soared or you've been completely shut down yeah. There's really not an in-between. COVID's affected you in some way, shape, or form. Now, I, I um, want to actually kind of go back a little bit. You said you have two kids. Yes. Tell us about your kids, because as long as I've known you, you've always been a mom. I've never, you know, not known you to, you know, you've always had a kid. Um, you always had a son. You're. A... Yeah, so my son, I have two sons. Um, Jordan is nine, and... He is such a smart boy. He helps me out so much with everything. And my youngest son is Dominic, and he is nine months. So I have a nine-year-old and a nine-month-old. And he's full of energy, too. He's a really good, happy kid. But they definitely keep me busy. And with COVID, they're home all the time. So during the week, it could be pretty hectic. Um, And I really make candles during the week, too. So, you know, it's a little hard to kind of manage to juggle everything, but we do it. We do it. And Jordan, like I said, is a big help. He helps me out with his little brother so much. I mean, I told him he waited eight years to have a brother. So he loves he loves his brother. <laughs> he loves him a lot. So it's nice. I was like, that, that's a big age gap. Yeah, I know. That wasn't the plan, but that's how, yeah, that's, that's, how, how it happened. <laughs> that's how it happened. So, and, you know, me not being with either one of their dads, um, that leaves me as a single mom, you know, with two kids and a business, and it's worse. We're going to have some technical difficulties this episode, but we're just going to keep it real, keep it raw. Absolutely. Just flow. So we do apologize, but we're just... We're going to be authentic today, you know? <laughs> all right. So, all in all, you 
why candles? You're getting into candles during COVID. Okay, yeah, so candles. I, I feel everyone loves candles. Candles to me are, are therapeutic. Um, making them are therapeutic to me. Also burning them are therapeutic to me. Uh, they're real good for my for my mental health. And I feel like they're real good for a lot of people's mental health. But like I was telling you earlier, I actually started um, my company because I was trying to teach my son, my oldest son, Jordan, about entrepreneurship. And when COVID started, that's when our business started, I was trying to show him, like I wanted him to take something out of COVID. You know, I felt like I had a lot of time and I wanted to, I wanted to, me personally, I wanted to come out a better person and I wanted my kids to come out a better person. We always talk about how we don't have time for things. And I felt like we had all this time laid in our lap that we better have done something constructive, like good with it. So I was trying to teach my son about startup costs and breaking even and a little bit about finances. I'm an accounting major. Um, so I just recently graduated with my degree and also during COVID. Um, but, you know, so we were doing it and my son was into it a little bit and he kind of left me eventually in the kitchen doing it by myself. And I really did grow to love it. It was something that, you know, I, I, I didn't start selling off jump. You know, I was just kind of making them doing it myself. You know, it took me a while before we actually got it down. And then because candle making really is a science, believe it or not. Um, but I grew to love it. And a few months later, I started selling them. Yeah. So why did you initially want to teach your son about entrepreneurship? I want my son to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Um, I do. I, I, I'm big on money. I'm big on teaching him about money, about credit, about all that. Because I want my son to be a boss one day. I want him to have his money work for him. I don't want him to be a laborer. And so is that why it was important for you to start seeing, to start showing what entrepreneurship life is about? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that's what's important to me to leave that in my kids because school don't doesn't teach you that school doesn't teach you about money management and money and credit and none of that and none that's my job as a mom I said this year I was going to start with him you know so it, I mean it's good I mean he sees me doing my thing and you know he still has a lot of questions and that's good I am still going to make him open up his own small business of some sort soon <laughs> so talking about school you just recently graduated with your degree in accounting so congrats to you on that thank you i've said it to you before but we'll always salute you and applaud you thank you yeah Um, you know you've always been a hustler from ever since i've known you you've always had that energy but what made you what were some pros to going back to school and getting your degree and what were some like cons some things that you or were there any cons was it all just so I went through this part of my life where so I had my son I was 17 my oldest son I was 17 I went to Harper College the little community college for a little bit um maybe I've maybe I finished a year um and then I stopped going um kind of started hanging around with the wrong people a little bit you know I just kind of grew distant from school and, and even like my jobs and stuff. So, uh, I spent a lot of time like, you know, hanging out with the wrong people, doing the wrong things, kind of going on the wrong thing. And 
So I, at this point in my life, when I was about nine twenty ish, I yeah, about twenty, maybe twenty one. I just realized like, what am I going to do with myself? What do I want for me and my kids? And I figured, you know what, I got to go back to school because I was serving and bartending, and I was just like, I need to do something else. You know, I got, I, I have to, I have to build something for my kids to look up to. So I started going back to school. Um, and I was, I mean, I was doing it. I was, I was going to school during the week. I was working on the weekends, you know, I was home with my kids during the week and that's what was important to me. Well, my son at the time. Um, so I mean, over the, I, I was I couldn't have went full time at, at first, but eventually I did go full time. So, I mean, some of the cons were, I felt like I wasn't, it, it was going by so slow. I think when you don't go full time, it's like one semester is really two semesters and those semesters take a long time when you're not going full time so I felt like a big chunk of my life was taken from me because all I'm doing is writing papers and I'm not a, I personally wasn't a good paper writer then I think I'm pretty good now because I figured it out but you know there's nothing worse than having to do a paper on a weekend when your friends are out doing stuff and hanging out um so definitely that's probably a big con the time it took away from me my kids and my son and uh my friends um some of the pros I immediately got got recognition from like my mom and my friends and stuff which is good because like I said like I was going down the wrong path so it was nice to kind of have like that reassurance like okay you we see you doing your thing you know we see you trying to do better you know we see you more active in your kid's life again you know he was with his dad for a lot of time when I was kind of you know away like and and that and I looked up to that I like that you know I liked the sense of being rewarded almost um and my school was my way to focus on me um so yeah for sure and once I finished Harper I went back to, and I got my associate's degree I was on a roll you know I, I was like I did it you know and I was like I you know I'm gonna get my bachelor's immediately I signed right up for DePaul you know I did not take any time off and I was doing it and and ever since then I've 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 been a different person you know I think my mental it's been it's it's clearing up a lot you know sometimes all it takes is a little hard work to kind of set you back straight consistency consistency is key yeah. And so did your getting your degree prompt you to kind of get into business? Or so what? I am a business major with um so I went to you know, so accountancy is, is under the business right. uh department almost. So a lot of my degree is business centered. Um but I think I I always wanted to kinda of own my own thing. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Okay. Um but I've always wanted to, to work for myself. Um, in school, kind of did push that a lot. As I was learning and stuff, I, I got eager. I'm, I'm so eager and thirsty to learn and obtain knowledge anywhere that I can. That, that you know, it did, it did do that for me, yeah. So, let's take it all back. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Like, it means working at my own pace, um, not having to work for anyone, having me make my own money and work for myself. Um, 
that's what that means to me. Um, eventually have people work for me, you know, but me going and clocking money and hours, making money for other people, you know, is no longer an option for me. So you're doing this full time right now? Yes. That's awesome. Another. Yes. Let's give her her roses for that. <laughs> applaud that. Yes. Because I know how hard that is. I've, yeah, I'm doing it full time. You know, it's a, it's it's working. It's paying my bills. You know, it's raising me and my kids. And you know, we're candle makers. Candle makers. <laughs> the Ellis Candle Making Empire. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. How, how is it, like, what have you learned so far in your journey? Because you've only been, we're, what, approaching, Uh, approaching a a year into the... Officially, yeah, I mean, uh, since opening my LLC and actually being incorporated um, about six months, um... And I don't know, time management is the most important thing I think I've learned throughout all this because uh, once I quit my bartending job, I realized I had a lot of time on my hands, right? And it's like, what am I going to do with this? You know, obviously I can't make candles 24 hours a day. There's no need to. I can't even sell 24 hours, 24 uh, the amount. I can't even sell that many, right? And also the money it would take me to get that inventory. So I realized I did have a lot of time on my hands. So, But that's okay because I do the photography aspect of my business the marketing the finances the the social media like I, I'm in charge of everything so I figured like okay I do have time to kind of divide my business up into all these different sectors and I'm in charge of them you know I learned how to do websites I learned how to do everything you know because outsourcing it wasn't really an option for me financially at the time so um, my biggest thing I've learned is time management is so important and just and not, I learned that in school also but I learned more so uh, with my business because if you don't manage your time good I mean it, it can really bring you under and also consistency like just just stay at a consistent rate you know stay steady do you think motherhood prepares you for entrepreneurship at all it can depending on what type of mother you are um but it can also set you back because motherhood is it's so hard. Like, I know friends of mine that have their own businesses that don't have kids, and I see them flourishing. And the rate that they're going, you know, is some, a lot faster than mine sometimes, you know. Because they're able to go out and do these events and market themselves a little bit better and network and go out and, you know, and I, I don't have the time where I can do that all the time, right? So a lot of my networking stuff kind of depends on social media, you know, opposed to you know going out and be able to doing certain events and meeting people which is a big constraint so motherhood can affect your cannot just depends how much time you have like and what you choose to do at that time again so yeah so do you feel like for your entrepreneur journey you needed to go to school in order to even start th- considering entrepreneurship or to focus your entrepreneurship? Um, I don't think, I don't think you need to go to school to, to get an entrepreneurship mind. I, I don't personally, I did not really, I knew I wanted to kind of do my own thing, but I never really knew exactly what I wanted to do or how I could do it. But school taught me so much. But if I was to go back, I, if I had my mindset, I have now, I would not have gone to school strictly because 
you don't need to go to school to kind of get your thing going and you get a lot of debt you know you get student loans and stuff that you don't need you know if you know you want to work for yourself you know you don't need that business degree granted it does help you a lot you know as far as the accounting of the business which are you know which is so important you know and understanding a business plan breaking it down for you you know but you can also educate yourself on that stuff too by reading different books i mean if it told me i have five six years to go to school i couldn't if i would have took that same time and managed it differently on reading books and staying home and being focused and i could have taught myself all that plus a plethora of more knowledge you know and than i did in school but sometimes it takes sitting in that desk you know to really get you to focus so uh i didn't need to go to school to get my to get my mindset for my entrepreneurial mindset however going to school did definitely uh enable and push me to kind of do my own thing for sure yeah so let's talk a little bit about operations. Okay. Let's talk about... Actually, I'll take a step back. We'll talk about sales. Okay. What have you learned about sales and marketing since starting your entrepreneurship business? Um, you already have an accounting background. I... Th- so some of that... Did, was it a hard transition? Was it... So I would say... Pricing your products are so important. You know, where 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 you set your pricing at? Like, what do you value your work as? You know, you can't go too low. You can't go too high. You know, you also have to think about the amount it costs. You know, per item and every little thing down to a wick. You know, down to a hot glue or whatever it is you use to to stick the wick to the container. Everything has a price on it. So. Uh, so once you break down your cost per unit, you know, and then you multiply it by whatever, you know, and you get your profit margins, you know, in order, you just have to tell yourself, okay, so this is what I'm selling my product as, right? So I tell myself, I try to do a, a daily, you know, or weekly, uh, like what I want to project in sales, you know, like my goal, I, I need a goal for the week and I need to try my best to hit that, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, marketing costs are, are definitely a thing. Advertising costs are, are definitely a thing. You know, I definitely um, pay for advertising, you know, through uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and so, and either sometimes like pop-up shops, you know, you, you pay to be there. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully eventually, I, you know, I, I always think you should market and I don't know if it'll ever stop going away. Even the biggest companies advertise still, you know, it just helps put your name out there a little bit more. Um, 51% of, uh, like Coke and Pepsi's operating costs is on marketing. Really? Yeah. See, they do a lot of, they do a lot, a lot of advertising, you know, and marketing, you know, eventually I would like to outsource my marketing to someone else. Cause I feel like maybe someone could do it better than I can, you know, but as of time being, I am. CEO of the marketing department. <laughs> CEO of everything. CEO of everything. Okay, so that's what CEO stands for in the early days. Chief everything officer. Literally. <laughs> so. Um, Literally. In terms of, is there anything that, like, you do as far as pitching when you're, if you're at a pop-up shop, you're selling to people, when people have you like the frequently asked questions how are you how's the presentation and um, how has it grown has it have, are you thinking about changing it 
what have you seen that works that doesn't work a lot of people ask me you know the most common thing is what what do you recommend like what's hot like what do people like you know so for sure i always i know which direction i'm going in you know or if they don't know what to say i tell them hey this is what people like you know or what smells do you like are you a fruity person are you not it's really getting to know your customer right so every one product is not going to sell to everybody you know there's different things and you have to find out you know kind of what your customers like uh yeah there there's there's different some not even scents you know there's sizes you know there how you know some people like wax melt like there's so many different you know things to hit within a customer you know but it definitely does you know like you're saying earlier hit an emotional connection with them you know like that that's big um what else did you say would i change my would i change anything yeah would you change anything as far as like like so when if i'm coming to you as a new customer how would you pitch your product to me all right you're you're making a read right or maybe it's how are you pitching your products when it's physical when you're actually seeing the person Versus when they're just reaching out, maybe through social media. If they're physical, I try to always have a candle on me. Okay. Even in my car. Um, because my product kind of sells itself. So, uh, I pull one out. I let them smell. I get the smell. And people, people love candles. Candles are something that people are drawn to. Um, so, I kind of throw it out there. And I let them smell. And I let them know what other kind of smells I have. I pull out my biggest one because that's my best seller my best product that sells the four wicks are my the most common thing everyone loves them um for one it's hard to find a four wick candle anywhere um two they're just so beautiful they're so big you know they're they're really really nice display products or or anything um but yeah no i don't think i would change much uh if it's not an in-person sale if it's like uh via social networking or media or anything someone messaging me same thing you know if i don't point them toward the four ways i just start talking about sense seeing what they like you know kind of feeling them out like where would this candle go you know that matters too you know i wouldn't tell anyone to put a four wick in their bathroom you know um you know it's more for tables and open spaces you know bigger spaces so i kind of feel them out see what they're looking for you know and sometimes you know if, if i don't have something i don't someone comes to me looking for exactly something and I don't have that for instance I have a girl that's looking for a vanilla scent or not pumpkin spice straight pumpkin and you know and it's okay to like I don't have that right now you know and understand and I can try to get it for you I can try to see what I can do to accommodate your needs but like I don't have everything so if I was changing anything it would be maybe have a little bit variety of different things for people that come looking for something else but at the same time like you can't make everybody happy right yeah. So, like, does that inspire you to get into customization, potentially? Yeah, eventually I would like to. I, I would love to do some sort of a bulk or, like, big wholesale order or, uh, like, a party favors, almost like a wedding set. Like, you know, like, a big amount of, like, a smaller, cute, customized candle. Yeah, I think that would be great. I've seen a lot of, like, wedding ideas and stuff like that, too. But, yeah. Yeah. And so, would you define your clientele as mostly women, guys, a mix? What? 
mostly women, if not all women. Yes. Okay. But I mean, I do get men too. Um, men, I get a lot of men that that know me. You know, that reach out. You know, but a lot of them are single. I tell them all the time, ones that are in relationships, bring one home for your girl. You know, but you know, it's it's mixed emotions with that. You know, they want their so, and then some men also just, you know, put me right in contact with their wife. So, you know, I can see what like they like because they're like, I don't pick this month for house or like, you know, their wife likes things a certain way. And I get that, too. So, but yeah, majority women, it's about 80, 20. Okay. All different age ranges or are you in a specific age range right um, now? All different age ranges, but for the most part, about 25 to 50. Okay. Yeah. 50. Yeah, about 50. And do you feel like you're connecting with a lot of women who are working moms like yourself, working women, or are you connecting with homemakers? Are you connecting with other entrepreneurs such as interior designers or? Um, I connect a lot with other entrepreneurs, um, other entrepreneurs, um, probably, you know, just, I, I network a lot through other entrepreneurs, um, but at the same time, other single moms, I have a lot of friends, you know, so a lot of my sales are driven off my friends and my referrals from friends and sharing, you know, my, my, uh, posts and stuff that I, that I publish on social media. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely between like networking through and other entrepreneurs and then maybe single moms and stuff. Yeah. But not necessarily even single moms, you know, anyone that has a home, you know, that likes, candles they kind of come to me women women just love candles <laughs> don't we all and how are you what's the strategy into client acquisition so getting people that aren't necessarily your friends or acquaintances or family members okay so i try to so for my business profile i always try to and this is a really good marketing strategy in general comment on people's stuff on their posts and their pictures and respond to their stories and say, Hey, you know, beautiful, like, you know, positive, you know, positive reinforcement, just that, that really, really does go a long way, you know, cause sometimes it starts a conversation or, you know, they kind of like their stuff back and you guys are kind of playing the light game back and forth a little bit. And that normally drives a sale big time. Yeah. Whether that's from my personal account or if it's from my business account, it normally drives a sale. So, yeah, just developing a relationship with them. And even if you don't have to know them, you know, develop a relationship with them and, and consistency, consistently, you know, kind of liking. And as they pop up, you know, I very rarely ever scroll past something with, on, my, with, on my business profile and don't like it. You know, I, for the most part, I, I comment, you know, and give everyone a little bit of, you know, positivity. Absolutely. So, how would you say your business is an extension of yourself? So, the name of my company is called Be Nude Candle Co. And that kind of is a big, like, so Be Nude to me signifies simply just being nude, just being who you are, right? So... My company signifies me because my the name of my company it, it is me. It's what I've been through. It's it's simply not being 
influenced and pressured by the world around me and to simply be me you know simply be be you be nude you know in the skin that you're in uh, a lot of times we're influenced by music and people and the world around us like we often don't know who we are as people anymore we don't even know ourselves so the big part of my company is I, I encourage people I use my company as a platform to empower everyone to simply strive for individuality you know be yourself uh don't you know non-conformity you know you don't have to be like everyone else you can like your own things you you can be who you are without trying to fit in with everybody else so uh my company it reflects a lot on me and how i choose to handle relationships and people around me and everything so let's talk about operations. What's the process for creating a candle? How oh, fun. So a candle starts with, so depending on the diameter of the jar, um, there's different wick sizes. You know, you can't go too high. The flame might be too high, uh, all that. So, you know, it starts with wicking the jars and heating the jars for glass adhesion with the wax and heating the wax up and adding your oils and dyes and then pouring you know and it all has everything to do i mean before i can sell a candle i have to do a wick test a, a burn test you know a wick test a burn test i have to test these candles over and over again for hours before i can actually sell them because candles like i said are a science they can explode they can exp they can smoke they can catch fire they can set your whole house on fire they can set the table on fire underneath it even though it's in a heat resistant jar you know it's it's crazy so you know, it's important to test and test and test. And that's a big part of operations, you know, not just making the candle, but testing the candle. So what is that? How long is that entire process? Um, really, it takes like about a week per candle. Per candle. Test. Um, but, you know, I need to burn them in four hour increments, you know, over and over at different points. And for every jar and every set, it, it's it, you need to test. Because some scents don't work well with your wax and your wick. Um, there's hundreds of different wick sizes you can go by. So it's it's a lot of thought that actually goes into, in time, that goes into every candle. Seriously. So how do you factor in creating new candles with such a rigorous creating new scents such a rigorous process um because for the most part once you get the jar and the wick and the wax down you're only a wick up or a wick down pretty much with okay. a new fragrance so if you need to move up to let's say it's size 12 from an 8 you know or 10 you know you're kind of right there so if you get a different so if i'm using the same jar i'm going to start with the wax with the wick and stuff that i use normally and you know i'm going to burn it see if i need to move up a wick or down a wick it's not the wax or the jar anymore that i have to work on it's the wick you know which is a big and um, okay you, you started um you know kind of a networking event i would say mm -hmm. cocktails and candles or was it candles and cocktails cocktails and candles cocktails and candles okay so how did that go what was that experience like and how'd you get the idea 
So Cocktails and Candles is a event where I invite women, well normally women out, but I have couples events and events I would like to do men events. Um, and it's an event that is centered around having a group of people come out. Um, you get a t you buy a ticket uh, prior to the event and you get to come out and you get to make your own candle. I get, you know, I, from scratch, I give you your own hot plate, you melt your own wax, you do everything top to bottom and we kind of go through it all. And you get to dye your own candle your own color. You get to pick your own scent. You can mix the scents however you like. And then at the same time, um, I have these discuss adult discussion topics where we get to get into fun topics. We get to talk about different things, you know, like whatever it is. And if women want to take the room away to a different uh, topic, that's fine too. You know, I really like to use my platform, like I said, as an outlet for people to kind of get whatever it is off their chest in whatever form that may be and whatever it is that they want to say so as candles are therapeutic to me you know it's okay to come out and kind of talk too so I kind of mix two of my favorite things and I also make a cocktail of the night so I mix my three favorite things cocktails candles and you know conversation you know all together in one place and they're really really fun events like really fun absolutely well you were talking a little bit about maybe thinking about getting into podcasting, right? Yeah, so I was looking into podcasting because I uh, needed to, I wanted to just be knowledgeable about my events and topics when I was kind of speaking and being a leader, talking, you know, leading a discussion. So I was looking into podcasting a little bit yeah just kind of direct me in the sense of that not not necessarily saying i run my own podcast i i don't see that happening anytime soon but you know i, I like being a guest being a guest okay well i have a couple of other uh podcasting opportunities for you yeah you could uh definitely do a uh future episode of trap life come back i'd love to, for you to we could maybe co-host an episode together. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, we could do that. And then <laughs> I have some of my podcasting friends that said that they would like to have you on the podcast. So, oh, awesome! Reached out to some people for you. You know. Okay, I see. I you see. You know, just networking. Networking is my favorite thing, and that's the one thing school taught me that I did not have before school. It's so important to network. It's so important to network. You know, and especially if you have your own brand or anything that you do. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to learn how to network. You need to be comfortable with it. You need to be comfortable with talking to people. And even if it's a stranger that you don't know, it's okay to walk up and say, hey, you know, this is my name. This is my company. Like, here's a business card. Like, tell me a little about yourself. Like, that's okay. You know, obviously, depending on the environment and what situation you're in, too, like that, it plays a big part in it. But I'm big now. And, you know, I can walk outside of the car and, and, and talk to anybody, you know, and, and have talk a conversation. Talk to any of these people who are people watching right exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I'm big on that. I love that you know and i that's the fun part about me about going out and stuff to bars or anything because i love talking to people like i make a friend out every night i go out and i think that's a skill set that you learned a lot through bartending yes yeah right. yes absolutely and i want to circle back to something that you've talked about is the support that you've received from your own personal network be it friends family acquaintances your peers that's really big because a lot of entrepreneurships don't get that. 
you don't get a lot of support from your friends, from your family. You know, that people think you're arrogant when you turn to entrepreneurship. Mm. So, you know, it's like, why, why do you think you're good enough to own your own business? Why do you not think working for someone is good for you and blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of negativity around it. There's a lot of misconceptions surrounding entrepreneurship. But for you to connect with that base, for you, is it, um, I guess what I'm looking for, is it like a source of contentment? Is it like, is it a source of stress? Is it a source of something that helps motivate you? Like, um, how are you able to navigate that? Because that really is a blessing. Um, you know what? It, it's it's so motivational to me. I, I don't see it as, you know, being content at all. Um, and, and at the same time, I, you know, I'm surprised you said that it's a sense of arrogancy maybe to some because I never, I don't receive that kind of energy or feedback. I don't feel like from people around me, I think everyone's like, oh, this is awesome that you're choosing to do this. Like I want support you in every way, you know, you know, and I tell people all the time, it's okay financially, you can't support the business right now. Even sharing your friend's posts, you know, like all of those little things really, really help the amount like people that see my things you know that can you can drive traffic to me other ways and at the same time like i'm big on supporting other small businesses you know so like you know my plans are this holiday season i want to do all small shopping all small businesses you know i don't want to buy anything from any sort of major company if we take a moment to realize that everyone that we choose to make a millionaire everything we do every day gas and and clothing and food and paper towels i was just telling my friend the other day i wish someone my own friend or someone would open up a paper towel business and tissue and tissue paper because everyone needs it right and we're gonna go get it and wouldn't you prefer to shop small and get it you know Mm -hmm. because if you think about only place we can go get it is a bigger place you know So I was saying, you know, maybe I'll open my own paper towel company because then I could sell it to everyone because everyone can't say everyone can't say that they don't need it. You know, everyone, everyone needs it. You know, it's it's a necessity. And why not shop small? I know of a couple of black owned uh, towel companies. Tissue paper. paper Really? Yeah. Yeah, That would be so interesting. Send them my way. Yeah. (laughs) It's so different. Like, like, what's the name of their, like, where do they sell their products? You know, like, I mean. Through the website is my, from my understanding. That's so like, see, all that, you know, they're smaller toothpaste companies and all that, you Mm -hmm. know, but paper towels and tissue. Seriously. I like that. (laughs) So I'm going to change the idea that I gave you earlier for events audience let us know what you think she's people watching right now heavy someone just caught her attention <laughs> this is so funny her facial I'm expressions i'm a big people watcher so earlier i misspoke and said she should call this event flick with the flick but it should be called wick and flick because of the wick of the candle and then you can go see a movie before or after she presents her uh, candles to you. It could be like a couple's idea. Like some sort of like interesting like event, like a night, just like a night, yeah. you know. You watch maybe a romantic movie and you have the candles right there. They go home. Bada bing, bada boom. You know, yeah, you, maybe I could you help set place that atmosphere. That has the table in the middle and I can have them light their own candles. That'd be cute. 
future Miss business Valentine's ideas. Day. Ooh. See, I would prefer to take it on a date night, you know, like, yeah. and do my own thing because I love talking. And movies, I like movies, but I always fall asleep and they, I don't get to talk. I'm the person that talks in the movie, like, hey, what do you think about this? People <laughs> are like, shut up, Tasha. <laughs> yeah. That would be me. I'd just be like, uh, shh. Shh. Like, what? Silence. <laughs> or I fall asleep. Netflix and sleep. That's what Netflix and chill is to you. Yeah. Big time. I'm a sleeper. So, you're balancing everything. Entrepreneurship, motherhood. How it all goes back to time management for you. But what are you seeing in terms of the future? Oh, my goodness. For your business, for your kids, for your family. Oh my god, it excites me. Like it just puts a smile on my face. You've been saying that because the dry, the energy, the ambition I have, it it's it sets me on fire. It, it gets me excited to talk about things like that because oh my goodness, the woman I'll be in the next 5 years scares me, you know. Uh, I I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just waiting to land on the perfect person that that really helps drive me, you know. Not I'm not talking about in a relationship. I'm talking about that networking, that networking that's going to take me and push me to the next level. I'm just, like I said, I talk to everyone. I talk to so many people and I'm going to find like that connection really, really, really soon. That really pushes me and my brand to another level. So, so yeah, I, I cannot wait for the future. I, I, I don't know. I'm going to be very successful. I always like, I've never been the type of person to be like, I need a a man or a relationship or anything to kind of support me I want to be that person that brings everything to the table you know like here's what I got you know like me and my kids are everything and all that I have you know and it's so important that I um give them a better life than what I had you know I, I didn't have much growing up you know and I remember I always wanted things everyone around me had you know but we couldn't afford them and it's so important to me that my kids have the things that I didn't and not just that but I, I don't want to put everything in their lap I want to teach them I want to teach them about entrepreneurship at a young age you know and that doesn't even mean you know owning owning anything you know but teaching them how to have their money work for them all of the little Investing. little yes all of those things are so important to me financial literacy Absolutely. um are important that I implement in my kids so so the future for us in the next five years you know, I, I can't even say where we'll be, you know, but it's, I can say that my network will be five times as big, you know, so, and that's exciting. That's so exciting to me. Any new scents that you have in mind? Yeah, so I have a couple Christmas scents rolling out, and so I actually revamped and changed my website and my names and everything because I had uh, names like um, Purple Blush. And things like that now and okay. I've changed my names completely to be real life things that we feel you know okay. so um thought purple blush was a little too corporate kind of it's like, like uh, so now my names are this is my best seller it's called not for real though fuck you uh-oh. And that's uh, strong. Yeah. Does it smell strong? It's strong. <laughs> it's my best like okay, and I'm I needed a strong name behind my bestseller and that's really like 
You know, it's okay to leave people in situations behind in your past. And as you grow, you outgrow a lot of people in situations, you know. And, and you're not going to have your same friends you kind of grew up with. And, like, they can be your friends, you know. But you really do have to change your circle, you know. And that's what that candle signifies to me. Um, you know, so a lot of my homebody is another one. You know, happiness over everything. I call that hoe. <laughs> um so a lot of my candles like the names kind of are are things that are significant to me, you know. You know, that's what I want my brand to, you know, signify, signify you know. Also it's, it's part of being nude, be be who you are, you know. And it took me a while to really decide to change the names of my candles because I wanted to do that, but I didn't want to scare away certain uh People. customers, right. you know. But I realized later this is my brand. This is my company right. and I could do whatever and I you're want gonna with attract it. your ideal customers. That's, exactly. That's what it's really all about, getting to that ideal customer or favorable customer. You yeah. Know, rather than just a customer who might just look but will never buy. Yeah. You know, that doesn't do anything for you in the grand scheme of things. Exactly. So hopefully changing my name pushes me forward a little bit and really en- encourages people to kind of step out and take that risk. You know, take the risk do it you know that's who you are it's, it's it's what you sell it's you behind your product and that's me i'm a little you know witty different funny a little vulgar at times you know but yeah. all those are the, You're all that all, all that, that and a little bit more <laughs> like you guys don't understand like <laughs> tasha and i met when we were both wild <laughs> I think I still around am a wild people. Wild. Yeah. Yeah, you are still. I'm a little. I'm a little out there, but it's fun. That's that's who I am, and I'm not changing for anyone. Or she's authentic. I'm authentic. But she's always been, you know, just a real person. Like, never been someone that's been compromised easily, influenced. Just, you know, you've always just been you. Not something I've always respected about you. Thanks. That means a lot to me. You know, so. Well, this we're gonna get into some of our final questions because Tasha actually has to go to a rap battle. Everyone, <laughs> so, I do. It's a networking event. Networking event today is <laughs> yes. the day of networking. It's a networking event. So we'll talk a little bit about first impressions. When you first met me, what were some of your first impressions, or if you have like. You know, so I asked the question of guests that I've actually, you know, known throughout some aspect of my life, uh, rather than just, you know, guests that I'm networking with and building relationships that way. Any, um, any insight you can tell the audience about their host? Good old Pete Perkins or Pete Chase. I would say you have a good heart. Oh my God, you have a good heart. I think you're, you know, like I said, consistency is key, right? So even though, you know, we don't keep a contract every month or every year, you know, mm-hmm. since we've known each other, we've always maintained, you know, very professional and good, good, genuine friendship, though, at the same time, you know, that, that it's important to keep those ties, you know, and you're just a great all around person, you know, that, the that's there, you know, I appreciate that, T, that was nice, <laughs> you know, it's good, you know, I mean, it's nice to have friends around you that, you know, that, because you're an entrepreneur, too, yeah. you know, and, and it's a different form, you know. So I mean, a lot of hopefully, it's a lot of things I said you can kind of relate to, and 
and kind of touch back there and 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 even though it's not a candle business you can relate in a different way you know different form you know i think entrepreneurs relate to entrepreneurs yeah i'm in the headspace now where it's like i'm not gonna ask advice from people that aren't entrepreneurs because they're gonna give me a non-entrepreneur response and that's the only thing they can give unless Mm -hmm. you're really in the trenches day after day and i would say even now with me i'm not I don't have a business that I'm running actively right now. You know, I kind of had to step away from my entrepreneurship journey through illness and even a little bit burnout, but really mostly illness because I would have bounced back by now. But I'm going to come back, get in the swing of things and get back to empire building. You know, this entrepreneurship, it's it's something that's in you Mm -hmm. and I just want entrepreneurs to have a space where they can relate to other people, ask questions, grow together, and support one another. Absolutely. And that's so important to me, too. You know, I actually want to have an entrepreneur um, candle, cocktail and candle night. You know, we're only entrepreneurs are there, and we can kind of, they can network with each other. Right. And at the same time, you know, we can kind of have those open discussions and topics, like like what steps sets you back, you know, like from, you know, achieving the next thing in your business, you know, or like, you know, what are some um, things you found that helped you? You know, what are some things you found that, you know, don't work? Like everyone, and a lot of times, like, you can kind of beat off that. Like I was telling you um, earlier, consistency is everything. You know, you don't have to be going at a rate of 300, you know, miles per hour. You, even if you're doing a steady one, one, one every week, that's okay. You know, don't stop. Don't give up. Keep doing what you're doing, and it's going to pay off. Like, it's going to pay off. That consistency, consistency. That consistency. That's the word of the episode. Consistency. Consistency. I know you guys just, have heard it before from other guests but it's true consistency yes day in day out weekly monthly it all compounds it it all adds up you know like i was uh looking at this post that was talking about someone writing a book they said sit down put the words on the paper every single day and before you know it that book will be done and i'm like you know what that is so true and that applies to everything in your business and in your life sit down put the stuff on the paper you sit down every day you do it it's consistency like i said time management too but if you do it to some sort of degree every little bit all those little bit truly truly add up and you have yourself a brand absolutely that's what's you know writing this trep life book in particular has just kind of been you know i thought it would have been out by now i thought it would have been done but i'm very um, like kind of in love with the process right now all the twists and turns is taking me like what I want to say how to start the first book because um, there, there's just so much that you can get into with entrepreneurship mm-hmm. there's so many different and then there's so many different parts of my story that I feel like I could share or that people could relate to but what I'm focusing on is I want to write a book that no one else can write because there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there. There's a lot of entrepreneurs who write books. Some of them are good. Some of them aren't. Um, but that's for another episode. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it's important, like you were saying, like, just to be authentic, to be you and present the most authentic extension of yourself to the world. Exactly. And all your work. All right. So, no, you got to get out of here to hear some spitters at the hear some bars but um tell us some books that you're reading or some podcasts that you're listening to 
Uh, so I don't really know, like I said, the names at the podcast, I'm kind of just real scrolling uh-huh. through uh, the podcast app on my phone. I'm really, really new to podcasts. Okay. Really new to podcasts. Book-wise, um, five, uh, five something of conflict. Oh, I, got, I don't know the name off the top of my head. I'm reading that, and then... Like I said earlier, I'm touching back. I'm looping back around. I'm circling back around, and I'm reading um, uh, Rich Rich Dad, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Dad. Rich Dad Poor Dad. Classic. Um, yeah, I think it's important. You have a few years. We need to come back and read that book because it kind of helps ground me back in my mindset. Mm-hmm. In my mindset, I was telling you about financial literacy. Definitely um, a book you should read every two to three years. Yeah, I would say. you know, it's helped me kind of align me back and set me. What my goal, what my ultimate goal is, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm big. I don't really meet, read too much fiction or anything. I like to read a lot of, uh, you know, business, you know, books. Business leadership. I have some ones that I can recommend to you as well. Yes, so please a, do. A ton of stuff right now. A lot of different podcasts I can recommend as well. Um, but this isn't going to, this is just the first episode from Tasha. We're going to do something else. Because I'm really, like, inspired just by seeing you do all this stuff. Like, um... We're, like, in the beginning. So, like, I want to look back at this podcast in, like, five years and kind of be like, wow. Like, what would I have said different? What would I do different? What would I say now compared to what I've said then? So, it's all a journey, you know? It's It's the beginning. It's all a journey. This is a process. It is. And I I love the fact that everything is documented and and we're living and we're going. And, you know, like, let's look back at these and and look at the growth you know so like i said i'm excited i'm excited i can't wait for the next podcast whenever that's going to be and whatever you want to talk about let's talk about how things have been what what's changed what you know everything you know and i'm I'm so excited okay and so i think this episode will actually be one of the last bonus episodes uh before we get into season two of the trap life podcast uh, but season two won't be coming for a while, so this will be one of the really effectively the last bonus episode of season one. So really excited about that. And I'm really just excited to see Natasha Ellis's brand expand. You have to say it like that. I think you should come out with your own like perfume line. Oh, I know her. Can I say hi? <laughs> yeah, say hi. Mariola! Hey, girl. I'm good. <laughs> See? That's my son's cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. Which one, Dominic? My my youngest, yeah, Dom. So that's oh. his cousin. That's what's up. Yeah. People watching. She was cute. She's dude or what's up <laughs> she, with her? She's married. Oh, okay. She does got married. <laughs> okay. I didn't say that. Uh, we'll delete, delete. Uh, probably not because, you know, I don't really do edits like that. So, yeah, I said it. She was attractive, you know? <laughs> Player was trying to see what was up. Oh, shoot. But, um, anyways. The life. You're the best. God, authentic. <laughs> That's consistency, authentic. Oh, and what else? Those are our words for the episode. So, this was real. Um, I really liked this episode because it was kind of, for me, getting back to the roots of interviewing people that I actually have a rapport with that I know um and 
it's really just cool to see someone that I've known for a while now take this entrepreneur journey. Um, and I think doing it in this era, which is, even though we're the same age, this is a different era than when I started my entrepreneur journey. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just really excited to see how you navigate it. Yeah, and even with COVID and stuff, you know, right. use, use these um, unproceeded, like, difficult times as a way to use them as an opportunity, you know, use them really as an opportunity to kind of push you forward you can either look at a situation as a downfall or you can look at it as an opportunity and i prefer to look at everything as an opportunity instead of a setback absolutely so any last words was that it that was good that was a good one to leave out on i would say no last words uh i guess to anyone out there kind of that that's acting you know when do I want to do it? The best time, the best time is now. You know, you've been dragging something out, saying you're going to do it. You can put the words on the paper. Do it today. You know, do it. Start if there's the best time to react is now. I'll say this. I don't, I think the idea of a best time is false and it's, it leads to stagnation. It leads to you not taking action. But I'll say definitively, there's not ever a good time to start. There might be better times than others, but there's never that time where you're like, everything is aligned perfectly. I can start now. No problem. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure not. <laughs> yeah. But however, I'm the action, right? The, the action. The, the action. The, the pursuit like to just get up and do it you, you know just gotta every, do it everything's one day. not ever gonna yeah. all your balls are never gonna be in a line they're it, never gonna be in a straight so if that's what you're looking you for and they never will be they never will be they never will be but no they won't but but and that's okay you have to just get up take take action you know get put the words on the paper like as you all know and as we're a prime example of started this podcast um just with my cell phone didn't even have the podcasting equipment you know still really don't but um that's why we're gonna stop and pause for season two upgrade on some things but um it was a blast having you on um and i'm really looking forward to future collaborations can you tell the people how they can find be nude and connect with you yeah so um you can find me on instagram at be nude candle co so that's at um b-e-n-u-d-e candle co um and then on facebook same thing be nude candle co or my name on facebook is natasha elise e-l-i-s-e so yeah you can reach me like that and i'm there my website is www.benudecandleco.com i'll have merchandise and shirts and apparel coming out soon and You know, let's do this. Let's rock. Let's rock.